You're listening to the Lost Chill Podcast with Katie and Kimmy. For years now, I have had the pleasure of listening to the wit, banter, and pure joy from these two, and now I invite you to share in the delight of listening to them discuss the books they're currently reading. Whether you are a fellow dedicated bibliophile or simply wish you had more time to read, you will love hearing the insight and discussions around the stories they dive into. So grab a cup of coffee or pour a glass of wine and let's jump on in. Katie and Kimmy, take it away. And welcome. Was that weird? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I just said you start. And so I was like, okay, we're getting crazy. I meant after that. <laughs> oh. Calm down, ma'am. There's a certain way we do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Chill Podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Kimmy. And we're here to talk about books and go off on tangents. That's what it's we going do. going to best. be a great time. We do it very well. Yeah. All right. It's not so book specific, but we do want to delve into the ways that social media has changed reading and influenced. You know, it's the influencer era just in general. Is that good? Is that bad? Let's dive into it. Katie, yeah. thoughts? My first thought was uh, I think a big part of the reason why we decided to do this episode is. Um, we were talking earlier, a couple months ago, and um, there's sort of like a trend going around on, um, especially Bookstagram, of people making resolutions about feeling less pressure from social media, specifically Bookstagram. And this is a place that's supposed to be fun, supposed to be where you connect with people who have like hobbies as you like interests as far as books and whatnot goes. And it's just turned into something completely opposite of that. And I don't want to to make this into like a a bashing of book social media episode. But I mean, I think it needs to be addressed that there's all of this pressure that a lot of these, I guess, smaller social influencers put on themselves. Yes. And I would agree. I am a very high volume reader, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And legitimately, there was a year where, it was actually two years ago, where I read 187 books, and I still didn't feel like it was as much as some people. Which is crazy. I know. And it's it's hard because you do have to look at yourself and what keeps it enjoyable for you. Because, like, yes, I read 87 187 books that year i've been all over the place like there was one year where i was so so burned out i read zero but i've considered i've done 100 a few times last year i was like just barely over 52 so little more than a book a week and i like i just think about it like some people i followed on bookstagram for years since we've been around it's like what three years now Mm -hmm. and um they consistently read like a book a day for years and they do that and they can enjoy it. For me, like when I read 187 books a year, I'm like, whew, I would like to fill my time with other stuff a little bit now. And so, but then other times, like l- last year was definitely yes. And now I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to read more this year. That wasn't quite enough. And I don't think, I don't think it would ever be consistent. I don't ever think I would be like, okay, I want to read 73 books this year and that's going to be the perfect amount. I will not want more or less. Like I think it will vary and that's who I am. I think that's fair. And, and it's, really strange because I'm not a high volume reader. I have never reached 100 books. I think the closest I got was like 88 or something like that. And that was a huge year for me. That was the first year that we had our podcast. And I even find myself like, like my end of the year wrap up, I read 18 books last year, 18 books, which was great because I had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of life changes, a lot of um, just other things going on in my life and 18 books was what I could squeeze in and I was happy with that number but then I put it on Instagram and I feel like I need to justify why it was only 18 books no it was freaking 18 books like that was 18 books that I got to escape into and enjoy and yet I still try and justify why my number is so low and it's it's so crazy because it like also I think affects other things besides just your sheer number. Like because then 
because you care so much about the number of books you read in a year, you also care about length. And yeah. like you, you need it to be at least 300 so it feels real. But also if it's over 500, you're like, oh, if this was shorter, I could read two books and count it as opposed like, and you feel like you're not getting the bang for your buck. And it's like, who fucking cares? Nobody cares. And it's just, I don't know where or why this has become like such a hot topic and just such a, a pressure that these uh, social media influencer putting on themselves, myself included. And I mean, very, very small potatoes compared to some other influencers out there. And I wouldn't even call myself an influencer. I just literally post whatever the fuck I want. I thought you were going to say I wouldn't call myself a potato. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I don't know if I call myself a potato. Some days I do. But <laughs> I don't know why I thought Potato, potato. <laughs> sorry (laughs) yeah i I just i don't i don't know where this need to be the best read the most comes from and maybe it's always been there but maybe it's just more predominant i see a lot of people trying to take a step back from that but i don't really know if they're going to be successful i hope that they are i feel like bookstagram does make it hard because you do feel like in order to have a seat at the table you have to come with the same stuff everyone else has. Right. And that's just terrible. What you're reading too. Oh, I hate that. Do you remember what book it was? Because I don't. Where literally everyone posted about it. And we thought everyone loved it. And so we read it and we hated it. And then we looked into it. And all these people hadn't even read it. They had just like posted Happy Pub Day. But we like thought it was popular because of how much we saw it. Yeah, I do remember that. I don't remember what book it was, but yes, I remember that. And I feel like that happens sometimes. The Agatha Christie one that wasn't the Agatha Christie book. Oh, maybe. You know what I'm talking about? She had the pearls on the cover. It's like black and white. Oh, maybe. I don't don't know. I can't remember because we were in an actual Agatha Christie book. Right. This one was not Agatha Christie, but then I read one. I don't think you read the one I read. Did you? Yeah. Because then we, we read one. Oh, did you? Yeah. One that we didn't like and then one that we did. And they were like both about it. it it's very it? strange. And it's like, um, I've seen a lot going around lately. People are complaining about Berkeley Publishing. I don't know if you've seen this. A lot of people are complaining about Berkeley because um, they feel that Berkeley only gives arcs to a certain aesthetic. But I mean, that's, that's their right. That's who cares? Who cares? Um, I personally am kind of over arcs. I've noticed. <laughs> and like legit, I do get into my head because I heard of one story, one story, one story about a story of a popular author, like maybe Sally. Jesse Raphael. H- oh, no. Sally H something. Hep- Hepburn, Hepworth, Hep- I don't know. Hepburn, Hep. Yeah, her. Yep. And I haven't read this book, but I read about it that like, People were getting the arcs and they were complaining about the ending. And so then they changed it. Really? Yes. And like, obviously you don't read reread books. I'm not going to reread a book I didn't like, but I worry that I will hate this book and then they fix it and, then, and it freaks me out. Wow. That's like the ultimate peer pressure. <laughs> I know. Like, that's a lot. Like you were peer pressured basically to change the ending of your book it's your work i get it that you want it to be successful but well that even that's even happened to taylor swift has it yes i personally loved this but if you remember when she released me Mm -hmm. she had this part that goes hey kids spelling is fun she took that out and i it's still in the music video but it doesn't exist anywhere else because people complained and i don't know why i loved that part it was fun i don't see what's wrong with that people hated it they lost their mind over it and they're like i love you taylor swift but this is garbage particularly this part and they kind of like just reamed her for it that's the most random thing even swifties i know okay and that particular line they're like oh spelling okay and like it makes me so mad it's gone i still say it every time i loved it i enjoyed it too it was so fun i guess it's like kind of that mandela effect i didn't realize it was gone Unless you have like a, I don't even know if you like downloaded it like it's LimeWire or something and have the <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> so Back I mean that, day. 
Never mind, eh? When we used to download viruses and songs. Right. I saw this thing today. It was uh like 30s AF. Do you follow that page? I don't I am 30 AF. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it was like um even it, the in between LimeWire and Apple time or streaming Spotify time, that time when you would copy and paste a YouTube link and then rip the music off and then save that and then search the album cover and add it yeah. to your iTunes library. Dude, I remember adding album covers all the time to my library. Every single song needed an album cover. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. It's for the aesthetic. <laughs> it's the aesthetic. Oh my talk gosh. to Berkeley about that. Which is crazy. And I like, I don't know, just the way... I will say that just the way publishers in general push arcs sometimes can infuriate me because it basically is free advertising for them. It is. And the fact that they like can make it so cutthroat. Did you get something in the mail today from Celadon? I don't think so. Or Caledon, whatever they are. Uh, the Fury, the Playbill. Oh, I did a few days ago. Oh, okay, I got it today. And I was like... Yeah. But I already posted and did my thing. and I still need to post my review. I actually posted about it before reading it. And I only did that because you did. And it was so precious. And you were like, oh, am I going to like this? And I'm like, oh, am I going to like this? And it was really just copying you. And it was only funny in my head. But then someone was like, oh, so did you like it? And I was like, oh, is this, is this the problem we're talking about? Like, it's me. Hi. Hi, I'm, I'm the problem. problem. It's me. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that soon maybe Taylor Swift no the fear the problem oh the fear <laughs> I'm not a potato welcome to the conversation <laughs> I am a potato <laughs> what is wrong with me I maybe had some wine before starting oh I didn't I'm just starting it's been a welcome to the conversation thanks I had a I had to get some stuff done and Fuck with my hair that's not, that's giving rat's nest vibes. It's fine. Don't look at it. I said, don't look at it. <laughs> don't look at it. Uh, you want to know the other weird thing that social media does to reading? Hmm. Is it feels like it has to fit perfectly into a box. And by the a box, I mean month. Where legit, if I had already started a book, like I would need to finish that on the last day of the month so I could wrap up my monthly reading in a pretty little bow. I couldn't cheat in the next month by finishing a book i had started last month so i would like get crazy Funny <laughs> that all that cheating i recently had a conversation with my husband at the beginning oh. of the year i started i think it was yellow face which great book by the way love it i can't wait to read more stuff by her um but was that a debut no okay no that type of writing from her i believe don't quote me on this because obviously i give poor information per our last episode Still embarrassed about that. It's fine. Don't quote me on this, but uh, I believe that this was the first time that she had written any sort of genre like this. It was more so just like like just uh, adult fiction, essentially, just dealing with with real world problems, kind of essentially. What, what did she write before? She wrote Babel. Are you familiar with Babel? Oh. It's a, a war. I believe it's war. But I am interested in reading it, even though I don't really like historical war fiction nonsense. But she is like I. Uh, somebody posted on i believe it was goodreads like that they would read her grocery list and i was like yes i would absolutely read her grocery list i feel like Babel was very popular a year or two ago it was and yeah. i wanted to read it and i got is it lengthy is it girthy it's lengthy it's very girthy i was a little intimidated by that large and in charge yeah so anyway so i started that at the end of 2023 like the last few days of the year and I finished it on January 1st. Yeah. So what year are you counting it in? Are you? Okay. Because I don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> what? Okay. So here's my question to you. What would you do? What would Kimmy do? Honestly, if I like literally just could not have finished, like I would have tried really hard to finish it by December 31st. I wouldn't have started it if it was too close and I didn't think I would finish it in time. But just for I, your like, standards or for social media standards? my standards okay all right but get behind that if i started and i thought i could finish and then i couldn't i literally might get psychotic enough to look at like the percentage mark and count it in whichever side had the majority no no 
<laughs> okay. I I appreciate that that works for you, but that does not work for me. I am a, hey, I'm getting the upper hand this year. I am starting out strong. January 1st, I finished a book. Cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Call it what you will. I Call it what you book. want. Huh? Call it what you want. Yeah. I exactly. exactly. <laughs> I finished a book January 1st. So nanny nanny boo boo. <laughs> and now like i mean i i already feel like i'm like not keeping up and i'm like but it's fine like i'm enjoying what i'm reading i'm i'm reading um drowning by tj oh whatever her last name is i can't remember um it's a girl yeah oh didn't yeah. you like falling by her i loved falling drowning is even better about halfway through I was reading at work last night and I gave myself a time limit till 3 a.m. because I work weird shift hours. But I, I gave myself, I, I was like, you have until 3 a.m. And then you have to stop reading because you have to get like actual work done. And then at 3 a.m. came and I was like, but I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. This is really good. And I put it down and I haven't picked it up today yet, but I really want to. Oh, I love that. It's really good. It's really good. I also have to turn airplane mode on because the library is going to try and steal it back. Yeah. Don't let them win. No. <laughs> There's a few books that the library is going to try and take back that I need to squirrel away. Who knew? I yeah. That happens. Yeah. I have to. I've been being better about that. I have to be a little better because I have been going from Kindle to phone. Oh, do you just because you don't want to bring your Kindle wherever you are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's just easy, yeah, because I don't have my Kindle everywhere. Like, sometimes it is upstairs, and I'm downstairs, and the kids are sitting on me, and we're cuddling because it's freezing right now, and so I'm just, like, on my phone. But then you can't turn off air or turn on yes, airplane mode yes. on your that's Kindle. That's why I got to be, yeah, yeah that's why I got to be better about those dates. All of them come in at the same time, though. I have so many right now. that oh, So I just finished two books today i've been doing this weird thing where i read multiple books and i weirdly finish them all at the same time so i've got 13 days to read ruthless vows cannot wait and i got argyle i'm not gonna talk about that right now ruthless vows i don't want to talk about that at all and i got a i got a bunch so wait, you got argyle it's already out yeah when the movie's not out uh, a few days ago i've got it on a book and audiobook oh. sorry oh there's only eight people waiting for each that's odd Maybe people don't care because it's kind of been confirmed it's not Taylor Swift. Another Have you started it? No. Oh. Are you guys going to go see the movie? Probably. Make him go with me. Are uh, you going to read it first? Yeah. Oh, but that's another weird it. rule I make in my head where I always need to read before I watch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know how to spell Argyle. <laughs> A-R-G-Y-L-E. Yeah? Two L's. O-L-L-E. Okay. There it is. I'm in a place hold, so now I have to fight you to get it. This says uh, four copies in use and 27 people are waiting, and that it should take about approximately 14 weeks. Oh, wow. Huh. Well, I've got two copies right now. I will probably just go out and either purchase it on my Kindle or purchase the physical copy, because I do want to see it in theaters. Um, I like Bryce Howard. That's her name, right? She was in Jurassic World. Oh. Uh, Ron Howard's you... daughter. Okay. Very good. I do really love the Jurassic World movies and books. Well, she's the redhead. Yeah. Bryce. I thought she has I have no idea what her name is. Could Jurassic be. World girl. Yeah. It's Ron Taylor or Ron Howard's uh, daughter. That also means nothing to me. Opie. Excuse you? Opie from Andy Griffith. Did you have you? He was on Happy Days. Like Monday, Tuesday, Happy Days. Wednesday, Thursday, Happy Days. Oh, my happy days are Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. That's also in the song. Every <laughs> <laughs> time watch... just a happy day? Yeah. You never watch happy days? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I loved, like, any sitcoms when I was a kid, so I was, like, all over that. That's precious. I did love sitcoms. I just didn't watch those ones. Oh. That one. I grew up with my grandma, though. Remember that? I mean, I watched Brady Bunch. Yeah. It was Brady Bunch was well before Happy Days. Happy Days was a, a TV show about the 50s and the 80s. Clear as mud. I think it was. Yep. 80s. I don't fucking know, man. I make up weird shit. And then I think that people write under their maiden names and never going to let myself live that one down. Oh, 
it's okay. <sighs> okay. Man, we've gone off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I was going to say at one point, and we got swept away. What an interesting situation social media brought to Argyle. Yeah. Which is just mind-blowing. Like, the math was indeed mathing for Taylor Swift, you know? So, like, why is it completely unconfirmed, I guess? or I don't know. I, I guess I don't know the people on confirming, or, like, saying it's... Not real? Yeah, saying it's not real, but people keep saying, like, oh, I know, and I know who the author is, and it's not her. I don't know what validity I, they have, though. I highly They're like saying they know from the publisher. You still think it's Taylor? You want to know why I think it's Taylor? This is really dumb. The cats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the commercial for the trailer, for the, the movie? Yes. The very last part of the trailer, the cat fucking winks. Like it's in on a secret. Well, isn't that the tagline? I don't fucking know. Like, know ta- I don't know the tagline. All I know is the cat winks like it's it's like, hey, <laughs> wink. It's in on the secret. And I'm Swift winks a lot. And she likes cats. <laughs> what? Uh, so gorgeous! It's like the cat winking thing. Yeah, I still th- I can't wink. I still I still think it's her. I'm so. Still- the tagline is: Once you know the secret, don't let the cat out of the bag. Oh well, that's probably why the cat's winking. But I'm taking it as a Easter egg that it's Taylor Swift. So this article has the like today.com. Like the Today Show, saying the director says Taylor Swift didn't write the book. But maybe he knows a secret and he's just not letting the cat out of the bag. Like, I mean, I feel like there would be a billion ironclad NDAs right. pushing my, people down the wrong but, path. Yes. You know, it's like admit nothing. I what do you rest. think, Swifty? I don't know. I'm not convinced anymore. And I don't know why. There's so much compelling evidence. So much compelling. Yes. Who, who could it be then? Who... Who possibly could it be? Do you think that the book was written for the movie? Okay, I do think it is. And I just don't want to get my hopes up, which is crazy because I clown so hard with Taylor Swift all the time. Did you know that while she was out promoting her um, All Too Well 10-minute version short film, like she was saying stuff like so specific, like, oh, I want to get into movies, but you know, I'd have to stick with what I know. It would never be an action-packed thriller. That's specific. Really? It would never be an action-packed thriller, but would it have cats, Taylor? I'll have to find that video and show you. Okay. Because I'm just, I'm just still thinking it's her because I, I can't possibly think of who it could be, or maybe it is some no-name writer that came out of the woodworks and was approached by the production company to write the book to accompany the movie. Maybe it was backwards. And that's why there was a movie deal. And we're kind of reading into it too much. No? I don't know. You kind of let me know that I need to just go with the crazy, which I do. I do. Uh, Today is January 19th. I want it to be on record that I think TS11 will come out before Reputation Taylor's version. (laughs) I will die on this hill. As soon as I get to 13, 13 followers, which I'm slowly getting there, we'll get an announcement, I swear, and it will be TS11. Don't you think it's sometime in February, though? I thought you said February. Maybe not. Uh, February is when she goes on tour again, and that's when everyone does think Reputation will be announced. Mm. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think she likes to be expected. No, she doesn't. And so everyone's like, oh, the second second she comes back to tour, she's going to announce something on tour. Like, she has done the last three things she's announced. Like, no, she's not going to keep doing it the exact same way every time. Yeah. She's not. Like, I feel like that's one of the biggest convincers for me that TS11 is next is because so many people think like, oh, no new music until the Eras tour is over. We know it's going to be Reputation debut TS11. Like the fact that people think they can predict her next three albums automatically means it's not going to be that. You can't predict what that woman's going to do. No. no. I, I feel like everybody should know that by Except now. I can't. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's like the ironic thing about it is that I'm like, <laughs> No, no one knows, and because they think it, it's wrong. This is obviously it with all this evidence that you're, <laughs> you don't know. I know. Yeah, that's silly. funny. It's silly. I hope if she did not write Argyle, that she will write a book someday. 
That'd be kind of cool. I'm sure that she'd be really good at it. You know what? I'm curious. Have you, you said you haven't started Argo, yeah? No. Okay. I'm just curious, like, because you're such a big Swifty, like, if you're able to tell, like, by her, her writing. But I feel like there's other big Swifties out there as well who are also heavy I've, readers. And I feel like I've seen some, and they say there are a lot of Taylor Swift coded things in there. Um, the I wonder if they're thing- just hoping and reaching. Yes, and that could be it. Like, you, like it's the purple elephant thing, right? Yep. Um, that's something that we've talked about on seasons past, where like once you hear about a purple elephant, you start seeing purple elephants everywhere, and it's just like once it's in your mind is when you see it. So I could totally see that happening with her. Obviously, this book isn't out yet. If it was someone big, but not her, I'm sure she could have gotten a copy or been in on the joke. I don't know, but. You know about Rebecca Harkness? Um, the the Last Great American Dynasty? Yes. So uh, The Last Great American Dynasty is about the woman who owned Taylor Swift's house in Rhode Island before her. Oh. It's this It's this whole thing. <laughs> we could talk about it forever. But to bring it back to books, there is this book that's out of print, and it's called Blue Blood, and it's all about Rebecca Harkness. And I actually was able to search the library system and someone had donated a copy of this book to the library and they like lent it on an interlibrary loan to me. So it's like not even available in normal libraries. It's out of print. I think maybe it was on Amazon for like $200, like crazy. Oh my God. Anyways, it was insane. I found this book and I am so certain Taylor Swift read it because she was interested in this woman whose house she bought and she didn't buy it directly from this woman like it sat unoccupied for years um but there are like direct like lines in this book that ended up in her songs um like one of them in her song seven which is on folklore which is also where the uh, last great American dynasty is um there is this line like I think your house is haunted your dad is always mad um And that was, like, almost directly in the book. Like, it was like, oh, Rebecca Harkness's friends thought her house was haunted because of her dad's anger issues. And I was like, okay, girl, you read this book. (laughs) And there was was more stuff than just that, but it was mind-blowing. So, is her house haunted? Or was it just... Oh, okay. Well, I don't think she said, like, the Rhode Island house was haunted. Oh, okay. I was wondering if it was just a metaphor. Yeah, like the scarf? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. That's the other thing, too, is um, Ellie Conway mm-hmm. keeps posting book reviews-ish. There's not too many. I want to say there's like two or three, though. And I'm like, is Taylor Swift telling me what books to read? She might be. She might be. Man. And Do she follow- does read books. What? You follow Ellie Conway? Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you should, too. There is a fun website. I hope it's still in existence and updated. But it's like book recommendations from celebrities. Oh. And you can like search like Taylor Swift, Obama, anyone. And if they've ever like mentioned a book in an interview, it like puts it on the list like they liked it. Really? And yeah. And so there like was a Taylor Swift one. And she's the one or the reason why I read not the Rebecca Harkness book, but Rebecca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loved it. I it. Did you? Didn't she also recommend um, Emma Lord books? No. Emma Lord is just a huge Swifty. Oh. I think if Taylor Swift read them, she would recommend them because they're perfection. Oh, man. You got to read her newest. Oh. It's an art. her newest. That's not her newest. Did you know that? It's coming out in August. Yeah. She just had one release. Might release next week. Yeah. This one isn't even out yet. I know. Neither is that one. What are you? Yeah. This is her. So what's another art that you called? Uh, not that we have. That. We don't have an arc, but she has another book coming out this week. It's called The Getaway List. Okay. And I think, and so you read The Breakup Pact. Breakup Pact, that comes out this August, so it's not... This August. Yeah. So, yeah, The Getaway List is released January 23rd, so she has two books coming out this year. Wow. Good for her. Uh, so that's why I'm like, girl, you're so ahead of the times. Yeah. You still got to get through the actual next one. I need to read that one. I really liked her writing style. She's so fun. Oh, my gosh. And so she's been writing young adult? Young adult. What was the breakup pact? It was adult romance. Okay. But it was spoon. There was I very think, mild spice. 
I want to say the getaway list was supposed to be her. No, it's young adult, I guess. I guess maybe the breakup pact is the first. That's all the other ones are just what it said on Matt Galley said it was the first adult. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. So the getaway list and another one she had begin again. Those are both Swifty references. Did she talk about Taylor Swift and the breakup pact? I I feel like she has in every book I've read. There may have been. There may have been one very minor, actually, yes, there was my a one minor reference. Okay, yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot. It's so precious. Um, I actually, when I read, I believe it was When You Get the Chance by her, I like photoshopped Taylor Swift holding it when she's getting her honorary doctorate. Oh my gosh. And Emma Lord shared it. It's precious. She did? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love her... Um, her Instagram handle too, Dilemma Lord. Yes. Which it cracks She's me so up. funny. Yeah, she is. She's going to be one of your favorite people to follow. Yeah. She's so funny. I I enjoyed her book a lot and I'm really sad that I haven't read more of her books. Yes, you must. It's yeah. so crazy. Cause like her first one was Tweet Cute. Yeah. And I loved that one. I remember you reading that one. So, so good. So good. But it's also like, I don't know. I guess Twitter's still a thing. It's called X now, but whatever. It seems like some time has passed. I I think they're all so good. The only ones I haven't read are the two coming out this year, which will change immediately, obviously. I just love her. I know you don't want to read an arc, but uh, it's over there for you to peruse. What if she changes something? Oh, well. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. As long as it's good as is, we're, we're probably safe. I mean, we could probably do an episode on it. And then if we're talking about two separate endings and we know that it changed, that would be hilarious. Oh, my goodness. It'd be hilarious. Like, what are, what are you talking about? It does scare me. And like, I, I wonder how much it happens. I'm never going to care enough to find out because that would be very hard. But like every time you have an arc, like our physical arcs of the fury, it's like you must... Uh, you must compare quotes to like the final copy to make sure that's the actual quote like it has that little now that you mention it um oh man you just dug up a whole memory i didn't even realize a couple years ago i read nick offerman's memoir and i posted a review per my obligation in exchange for this free book i posted a review on goodreads I got roasted in the fucking comments because people were telling me I must not have read the same fucking book that they did. I'm not even shitting you. And I got to find this now. Oh, my goodness gracious. You just unlocked something. Wow. Um, While you're looking that up, I will say how much that sucks. Um, Luckily, nothing bad has happened recently. But there was a time when Goodreads was new. And I was like, I wanted something to be enough that I would remember what I thought about the book. It was like, it was for me. It Mm -hmm. wasn't for other people. Yeah. Obviously, Goodreads has always been public, but like no one had ever cared about my Goodreads. So I was posting stuff for me and I was legitimately like this book. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Sorry, going back the one. to our previous conversation about the book that we were trying to figure out. Yes, the Agatha Christie book that's yeah. not by Agatha Christie, but about History her. History of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. That's the one we liked. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes. Okay. I'm confused. Someone like was basically just mean to me about it. And I think it was like historical fiction. And I was like, I've never read this perspective of this historical moment and blah, blah, blah. And they basically were like, you're so uneducated. This is not the only book about that. Like, how could you be so dumb and not ever heard this perspective before? And I did not leave another Goodread review for years. Because I was like, oh, this is just where people are going to judge my thoughts on this book. And so that's another thing. Like, we talk about TikTok and Bookstagram, but like Goodreads, they can drag you. I am a little more intentional. I don't leave reviews every time. I need to get better about that because I want to. But now a lot of times I do have stuff. (laughs) There's this one baby book about labor labor delivery. It's called Babies Are Not Pizzas. Mm -hmm. And I left a review about how much I did not like it. And but I was so specific as to why I I get more comments and likes on that review than anything. 
from other That's moms funny. who are like, thank you. I wish I had read this before going in. Like, this is so helpful. And I'm like, yeah, yes, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, cause yeah, we haven't even touched on Goodreads yet. So here's, here's my review from September 29th, 2021. I do put in the um, review that I received an advanced copy from NetGalley. And um, I think the part that pissed a lot of people off was um, this line right here that I said, unfortunately, in the last part of the book, he talks about buying a 30-foot Airstream to travel cross-country in the most hypocritical twist of events in this book. This was, to say the least, extremely disappointing. Multiple people commented about how he talks about this hypocrisy, how he mentioned the hypocrisy several times, first near the beginning and again after the whole RV section happens. Maybe you were already seething so you didn't notice. You obviously <laughs> read another book. He mentioned his privilege numerous times throughout the book. I don't know how you finish this book without noting this. I'm not sure what you read and what I read are the same thing. He clearly called himself out for driving the expedition in an Airstream after talking about the pink Jeeps. Like, and then, <laughs> and then, so I finally posted actually only four months ago uh, because I still, like, two years later, I was still getting fucking comments about this. And, it, I put in there, I said, I see a lot of comments here about him mentioning about the hypocrisy. As I stated in my review, I had an advanced reader's copy. If there was a revision after the ARC edition for publication, I did not see or read that version. The great thing about books is that everyone can have a different opinion, and that is okay. Fuck you, social media. People are brutal. I want to... Oh, gosh. Good for you for standing up for yourself. Because I don't know if I could have if it was happening multiple times. I but one of, like I I stopped leaving reviews because one person commented. One person. No don't mind the like tens of people that commented on that and they're like, You're an idiot. And I'm like, I I hate feeling like an idiot and I hate being made to feel like an idiot in public. Yeah. That's why I had to say something. Yeah. But fuck that. Like I bet this happens more than we realize. So then when we go to leave our reviews like that and it's like the ending completely changed or something that you didn't like is completely different and then people are not taking your I, Yeah, serious. I hate that. And I feel like people have just such a hard time with negativity, which is ridiculous. Like we don't all have to like everything oh you can do so in a tactful way that it's not attacking or disrespectful to the author i also kind of hate and i think that's what why like we can think everyone's loving this book and people are actually hating it because they're just not willing to dive in like you can do it tactfully another interesting thing that ha hasn't happened to me but i saw someone else do is they were saying like i did not like this book Please don't tag the author. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like they intentionally did not tag the author because they're not wanting to hurt their feelings, but they're still wanting to leave their own honest review. Like, why would you bring, like, leave the author there? I, yeah. As a commenter, like, that is so messed up. I think it's really rude and pretty tactless, honestly, because. So many authors, like just the, the little indie authors, usually they're like, I don't want to see your bad reviews. And I get it. Like, you can leave them. Like, that's fine. But don't tag me in that. Nobody right. wants that in their face. No, no. I feel like I didn't know that at first, too, because I also once left a bad review and I tagged the author. I'm like, oh, look at us. That's what we do on Bookstagram. And then they're like, thanks for reading, I guess. I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> I like, did oh, that God. too. <laughs> I feel like that's like a lot of new mistakes. Yeah. Oopsie. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, but at the same time, like if I'm gonna leave a good review, you damn well bet I'm tagging that author so that they can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that is the fun. Like I love interacting with authors. Oh yeah. So much. I get so giddy when like the big authors like share your stuff or comment or like when Emma Lawrence shares your Taylor Swift Photoshop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a pretty big deal. 
And in my mind, I know you probably don't know him yet. Uh, that's fine. Rob Hart and I are best, basically besties in my mind. Are you? Because um, he sent me, because I like the Paradox Hotel Oh, by him. that's right. I remember. And he sent me like little key cards to a room of I remember. the Paradox Hotel. But he also just sent me an arc of his own. Really? So that might be my one arc of the year. Okay. Because it's like, you know, directly from him. And it's also, I know how hard it must be to get your new book out there. I don't like when authors blind email read my book. But since I know him and love him, it's different. And I requested it from him. Hmm. And he said, that is it's exciting. called it's called assassins anonymous and it comes out in june okay yeah yeah so there you go <laughs> so you're at least gonna read one arc this year i am so i guess that is a good thing about social media and books is that you can interact with these authors yeah so there's the positive yes that is seriously there's the best other. part uh, <laughs> there are other positives like i there are people who we've been talking to for years yeah that we obviously have never met and don't know in real life. And they're great. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of positive. Like, sometimes I, like, it is such a blessing and a curse that people do leave. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm sitting on the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I need to stretch my legs and not sit crisscross applesauce anymore. And I'm bumping <laughs> everything. So sorry. <laughs> I get it. But, yeah. So, like, sometimes I do have a distrust because I'm like, did you actually read this and you actually loved it? Or are you just being nice? Or just yeah. got a copy? I wish that more people would not post about Pub Day unless they actually read the book. Right. I agree. I agree so much. Cause... And uh, one of our uh, old books to friends, Caitlin, <laughs> she was like recently posting about like just the specific wording of like specifying if you actually recommend a book or... If you're excited for like a book that's coming out and like, don't say you recommend this book if you haven't read it, like say you're excited to read this book. Yeah. And it's like on your radar for TBR, yeah. but don't like promise it's good before you read it, which I think is important. Yeah. Sure. I have a question for you. Okay. Obviously you've already marked the date and time because you wanted it on record about your Taylor Swift. And it's no secret that most podcasts are recorded ahead of time. This is not scheduled to come out until I believe the end of February, this episode. That being said, right now, we are in the thick of the Sarah J. Moss Crescent City release date. Have you like even batted an eye or given that a second thought or anything like that? Has that influenced you? I'll read it. Yeah. No, but I haven't been influenced. I was just curious. Yeah. I think. Do you feel like you're you, missing something? Is that the one that goes with a court of thorn and roses? No, that's separate from Crescent City, or I'm sorry, from a court of thorn and roses. It's Crescent City. Oh, uh, which one goes with it? Is it? Uh, I thought two of the city, the series were like related-ish. No, I maybe maybe it is that one. I, you know, it's been a hot minute since I read a court of thorn and roses, and like I kind of fell off the Sarah J. Moss bandwagon a little bit and went hard on Team Yaros. Team Yaros went hard on us. Yeah. Yeah. In the throne room for everyone to hear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just imagine I would like it just because I do like fantasy. You would. Um, I don't like feel like I'm missing out. Sometimes I do want to finish that one I never finished mm. of Blood and Ash. Like yeah. I did not like that one. It just got Blood to be. Ash. Isn't that Jessica Armentrout? Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer yeah. It just got to be a lot because I started behind the times and then I read some massive books and then I had to wait for another massive book. And so I kind of lost steam. So I do want to pick that one up again and finish it. Obviously, I need more Rebecca Yaros in my life. Sometimes something that I've been doing lately, too. I don't know. It's like the it's like the little emo kid in me rebelling against what's trendy now. And so, like, I've kind of been enjoying reading, like, older books and series that were i mean they were popular when they came out but they're not like yeah. hot and fresh one of them was uh something by justin cronin i think and he actually released a book last year called the fairy man which is very popular but he had this like and i think i just was i feel like i was googling good fantasy reads or something what was it called 
I want to say the passenger, but no, the passage. That's right. And, um, oh gosh, we do have to talk about that book just in general, because I think I just got that from a book list of like some of the greatest fantasy reads or something all the time, but it's like almost like kind of dystopia end of the world ish plus vampire. Oh man. It's like, I know, I know. And it's basically like, uh, when did it come out? Let me look. Um, it's basically like vampires kind of like they were being studied for immortality purposes or whatever. And uh, then they just got loose and ate everyone. So it came out in 2010. Okay. And it's just a standalone? No, it's a series. I oh, it's a series. More. Okay. Yeah. But like, so they like, so the whole world is like basically destroyed, like apocalyptic. Um, there are obviously some survivors that live in communities that have to protect each other with like lights and weapons and fences and all that to keep the vampires out who are obviously much worse at night. And so, and it's a long book. It's pretty girthy as well, like 700 pages. Oh, yeah. Um, it was intense. So like it wasn't necessarily an all time favorite. Like it's no fourth wing, but it was good. It did drag in some parts. <laughs> and I read the acknowledgments and you know, the acknowledgments always get me. This guy, like, talked about the plot in the story with his daughter. And she could, like, basically be a co-writer almost. And he was like, yeah, this was just us, like, oops, sorry. This was just us talking on our walks and, like, filling out this world and this story. And I'm like, this was the cutest thing. <laughs> like, so, young daughter? Yeah. Oh, that is cute. Yeah, and so just loved that. And that's another series that I have to finish. And I think I also have to start accepting more in life that I can pick up series again without rereading and I'll either figure out the details again or I won't. Yeah. Because it's it's so hard to keep up with series, honestly. Well, that's what a lot of people are doing with the Crescent City stuff is that they're rereading the last book and that last book was enormous. Yeah. So, like, they're rereading the book before this one that's coming out on the 30th. Yeah. Okay. Have, did you read the whole series? I haven't read any of Crescent City. I only read A Court of Thorn and Roses. And I didn't even finish that series. I think I have maybe two books left. And that, that that is just why it's hard with series. Because either you're with them from the start, and then you have to wait, which is hard. Or even if they're good, they're all out, and it's just a lot to read that many. I would prefer to wait because I... Would you? Series even after out. Iron Flame? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, because I read... Um, Fourth Wing and then Iron Flame back to back. And those are not only like really big books and they cannot lie, but <laughs> you other brothers can't deny. Exactly. But it's like I get series burnout and I'm like, I need a palate cleanser. I need to go read something else for a little bit. Yeah. So I struggle with that. And it's like, I'm not one of those people, unfortunately, that can devour an entire series in a month or so, you know? An yeah. book series or whatever. Hyperfixation. What? <laughs> I hyperfixate in other ways. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Grandma's chicken salad. I'm currently hyperfixating on Green Day's new album that came out today. And um, they've been slowly releasing a few songs here and there. And it's bad. No, the album's good. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my uh, constant on repeat is bad. Why? What is it? My family's probably just gonna take away my Spotify privileges. Why? Because that's I just just on repeat. Oh, it was just one. Okay. Yeah. Maybe my boss at well, actually, my boss's boss at work. He was like, "Don't you ever get tired of listening to Taylor Swift all the time?" And I was like, "You know what? I do." So I'll listen to like two or three other songs, and I'm like, "I miss Taylor. I miss her. I really do." I'm like, and she has 10 albums, different genres. Like, she's got enough that I don't ever get bored. Yeah. And I, I do legitimately miss her when I... That's so <laughs> funny. That's so funny. I will burn myself out with this album, and then I will avoid it until the concert, probably, is what's going And then you'll happen. miss it. And then I'll miss it. And no, this is, like, seriously one of my favorite albums that they've released. So I have about nine months until their concert like a whole gestation you could have a baby yeah <laughs> look at uh, us so I'm precious we'll not have another baby but uh that's, that's how i hyperfixate. i don't hyperfixate on books unfortunately i mean i don't necessarily hyperfixate them on them the same way that was woo. 
That was a weird sentence. Like, I don't make them my whole world so much. Yeah. But, like, I did read Harry Potter, like, pretty straight through last year. Uh, I didn't get sick of it. It didn't feel like too much. Seven big books. And I I did Harry Potter. I feel like I did read two books with it, excuse me, within there, but they were audiobooks. Oh. And so it didn't take away. And it wasn't. It wasn't like a break. It wasn't like, okay, finish this one and before I start the rest. It was, oh, I can't read while doing this. Read so I can listen to something. Yeah. And so it was just that. It wasn't like a big deal, but it was still just actual Kindle reading Harry Potter straight. Has anything changed in that world? Did they change the ending? No. No, that's good. No. That's no. great. Dumbledore still dies. That's hurtful. It is. <laughs> He just recently died, the second Dumbledore. I think he died last year. He's died a lot. He's died a lot. Well, I mean, the second actor. It's almost like he has horcruxes of his own. Oh, man. Yeah, I think he died. Oh, man. What a journey. I, that is one of my favorite things that happens is just when people dying. (laughs) Potatoes? (laughs) No, that's not. But my mind uh, was going ahead and I didn't fill anyone in on the conversation. Oh, okay. Just so the whole, the way the world basically was anticipating new Harry Potter books and following along and waiting for books to drop at midnight and waiting for movies and just the phenomena that happened with the craze of everyone being into it. With no social media. With no social media. That was magic. Yeah, literally that like the phenomenon of like people just coming together and everyone liking things who might not usually like have anything in common. I love that. I feel like the times I can think in my life like genuine um, would probably be that Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Like seeing everyone who didn't like the same things, was not into anything, had nothing in common. I just knew them from high school and work and random places all talking about it. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Um, fourth wing is getting pretty close. Yes, there's so many people who typically would not read that book. I'm looking at you, Lindsay. Yeah, who actually like sat down and read the book and fell in love with it, just the same as your normal fantasy lovers. I love it. I love when that happens, except when it's related to Taylor Swift, because I would like to be able to easily buy concert tickets again. (laughs) <laughs> that's never gonna happen again unfortunately um but everyone loves her oh. i i used to be so hard in football and i was not and now i oh, oh i'm so sad so bill's katie's play- a bill's fan yep bill's play kansas city on sunday i'm a pseudo chiefs fan now oh. i was an eagles fan but you know then jason kelsey retired you know yeah. two weeks after i got oh, into them so gosh. that's stupid that's really sad after 13 uh, years I know. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know that part. I didn't know he had 13 years, Jesus. No, I am so sorry, um, but there is some bad blood. (laughs) Now we've got problems. (laughs) We do have problems between uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. Going back to 2021 in the playoff game then, and then there was also some issues earlier this year. So my prediction is that Travis Kelsey will be able to tour uh, very easily with Taylor later because he's going to. This lose. isn't going to age well for you. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's we've not. got another Chief Super Bowl. Sure, it's not, especially because this is going to come out after the Super Bowl. So yay, Bills are Super Bowl champions! Hoorah! We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, Billy Goose, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. No. No, this is kind of fun, but I'm also sad. Yeah, one of us is going to be sad on Sunday. One of us will be sad on Sunday. I'm going to uh, with my husband's cousins. We're gonna because they're all from Buffalo. Um, we're gonna go to a Buffalo bar here in Denver and watch the game. So, oh, that's so I know. Fresh. I'm very, excited. very excited. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Is it an evening game? It is at four thirty. I want to say. That Mountain Standard Time or Taylor Swift Standard Time? Mountain Standard Time, but that also doesn't seem right. Hold on. Let me see what time I have to be at the... I've never been able time to Time is 4.30. Yeah, it is. Our time. Okay. So, it's in Buffalo. So, it's 6.30 games. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, that does make sense. A little primetime action for the East Coast. Are you going to do some Bill's nails? Uh, No, because I only have one nail polish color. (laughs) It's over there. I only have one nail polish color. We'll have to have a painting party. I know. I know. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah, as I, you should be. For, for the rest of the people who are still hanging on on this very tangenty episode, I took my nails off for the first time in three years. I've been doing acrylic dip for a very, very long time. And I cut my finger open on Christmas Eve. Making How so? Cannoli. Making cannolis, goddammit. And I posted about it on my Instagram page. We're going to bring this full circle back to social media, okay? Okay. And, yeah. I posted on my Instagram page and my stories about how excited I was to be making cannolis and everything. And then, of course, like I text uh, Kimmy in our group chat and I'm like, hey, guys, I got this uh, cool new scar on my finger because I cut my finger open on cannoli shell makers that were hot and sharp and not fun. And uh, anyway, I was like, well, I'm not going to get my nails done anytime soon. So I'm going to pop these babies off because they already needed to be redone anyway. And now I have nubs. So I'm going to try Kimmy's nail polish and see how that goes. It's been a journey, you guys. It has been a journey for me. Did you watch my uh, reel uh, when I shared like every manicure from last year? Yes, I did. Which and like takes a long time, but it's crazy the difference. Your nails got like so much longer. <laughs> you do? <know? laughs> yeah. I was like, like these, oh, yeah. I was like, I, real. yeah, I really enjoyed watching that because it's like they started out like kind of like almost at like the base of your finger and then they're like yeah. four feet long now. <laughs> like three and a half, fast. okay. Yeah, three and a half. Thank you. <laughs> no, I love them. And so hopefully maybe in a year I'll have my nails back because like mine, mine were all my nails except like when I broke them and whatnot, uh, which I unfortunately break a lot at work. I did have them on. They were they were mine for the for the most part. I would get tips on every every time I broke them. But so hopefully we can get that length back and make them look pretty. Yeah, I would love that. And I I think like I don't know, and that's weird and it could just be important to me, but I think it's so cool to just like have actually strong nails and not really worry about breaking them. Like obviously the breaks still will happen. I feel like it's kind of inevitable, but I feel like you can make it less so and yeah. just work on strengthening well and never would have like one of the worst things is like the acrylic dip that like as soon as you don't have that protective layer it's your nail oh, yeah. just flying off left and right and right. even with like the the dry winters here in Colorado it's just i was noticing that they were breaking more often than normal so we'll see how this goes yeah so uh follow Katie for her nail journey I won't be. I won't be. Uh, She won't. (laughs) But they do. uh, My nails will eventually match my glasses color once this is back. You are so. But then I'll just change my glasses color. I need to be sponsored by Pear. Damn it! As many people sponsored by Alvin June. Yeah, you do. As many people comment on my glasses constantly, and I tag them every freaking time. (laughs) Give me a fucking code, Pear. I know. We'll get there. We've yeah. got 2024 is our year. We've got yeah. big things happening. Yeah. Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to no, get TS 11. And oh, yeah, it's just we'll get be that. great all around. Sorry. I was just, I thought we were still talking football. I was just going to, I was prepared to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I love us. Yes. I love us as well. We're so cool. So, should we uh, kick rocks so I can go paint my nails? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do it tonight. Totally. Maybe I will put. Oh. I can't wait to see. And then Olive and June is going to sponsor me and then Pear is going to sponsor you. Craziness. Yeah. At the very least, just take pictures. So even if you don't want to share now, we can see your journey before and after when you are happy. Here's my ugliness. And there's her beautiness. They did not, mine did not look like this a year ago. I didn't even discover when we were recording this a year ago. Like the end of January last year is when I made my first order. Really? Yeah. It's only been a year. I thought it's been more than that. No. Very good. There's hope for me yet. And, you it know, is. I really like my nail tech, but it's like, it's just such a chore sometimes to go get it done because it takes so long and so many things. Yep. My mom yeah, still I goes know. to her, so my mom's going to have some splaining to do where I've been. <laughs> but we can just blame it on cannolis. It's a, <laughs> it's a, um, because the cannoli shell thing was round, it's, um, a, 
sad face. Oh, so, that is sad. Yeah, if I we can't really see it, so that's good, I guess. I mean, I can, can't. Yeah, I can. There you go. There, it it healed pretty good. You can see it in person, but it, it got glued, right? It got glued. Uh, it's not as bad as the blender. Oh. <laughs> Basically, I'm a really bad cook, but my my food's good. It's just I am very clumsy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go paint my nails now. Yay, can't wait. Well, thank you all for this journey. Um, <laughs> this has been a real journey. Social media got me on the nail polish journey. Maybe it will help you. Yeah. If you guys want book rep- book recommendations <laughs> or nail polish tips, we're your girls. Yep. Love you. I'm not there Bye. with nail polish yet, but I'll get there. Yeah, you will. Okay, see you next time. Bye. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of the Lost Chill Podcast. Please help our podcast to reach more listeners by subscribing and leaving a review. We read every single one together and jump up and down screaming with glee every single time. So you know we just truly appreciate it. And that is a true story, folks. (laughs) It's very true. If you can't get enough of the Lost Chill podcast, check out our website, thelostchill.com, for blog posts and more fun. Also, consider becoming a Patreon supporter for exclusive content and swag. We are constantly improving and growing our offerings, so be sure to check back often. If it's additional reviews and cute puppies that you're after, follow us on Instagram at Katie's Lost Chill and at Kimmy's Lost Chill. Follow The Lost Chill as well to get all of the latest information on upcoming books to be featured, upcoming author chats, giveaways, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.